client, thank you so much for being with me today. How often can we get in our head guessing what someone meant by a passing comment? When someone said something that didn't make sense to you and you didn't ask what they meant? Self-talk that is not so kind to yourself or ruminating about the unhealthy things that pop into our head. Feeling anxious, lonely, sad, hurt, overwhelmed. How about fear? And that's my struggle and that's where I was last week. A lot happens up there in our head. It's a dangerous playground with lots of nasty rides. Too many half-truths, not reality. We need to take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. And that's part of 2 Corinthians 10.5. And we'll discuss more later on that wonderful verse. When we are overwhelmed, scared, in flux, personally, I know I need the time to get with God, whatever the issue is. And thankfully, we all have a trusted someone who we can go to in confidence you know, our people who see us through struggles and valleys encourage us and love us through these times. It could be a counselor, a pastor, and again, um, just a trusted family member or a friend. And they celebrate with us when life is on a mountain. The trusted people in our life, they can say, I am not the same person that I was so I come alongside of you to help guide you. They are the iron sharpening the iron and must be deeply cherished. I see them living out 1 Thessalonians 5.11. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up, just as in fact you are doing. When we become one of these people someday as well, we are able to walk alongside of other people. And I love that. I love that we can be there for each other in confidence and trust. One of his commands is to love one another. It's so important. And fear can paralyze us. That's the truth. We can hide <laughs> whatever life is slinging at us. We really can put our head in the sand. And that's not living. It's living in fear. And, and self-pity can really set in too. So important to be aware of putting our head in the sand. Isaiah 41.10 says, Fear not, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And what an amazing promise from God. Knowing this is such a comfort. I'd suggest writing that one down and posting it in a place that you see often and really putting it into your heart and my heart. That verse is, is just so powerful. And my thing in life is I say, do life afraid, do it in fear. You know, it exists, but focus on God. Thank him when you are courageous enough to pick the phone up to make the call. And he helped you to speak, to take the baby steps. When we take those baby steps, that's huge. When we feel fear, anxiety, or living in overwhelming reality, we need to be able to face it. And he will help you through it each step of the way, 
just like that verse said. Nick Vujacic says, pain is pain, broken is broken. Fear is the biggest disability of all and will paralyze you more than being in a wheelchair. We do have the power to own our thoughts and calm down the running, spiraling thinking that we can spend too much time in. We can live a powerful life, not just taking every thought captive, but moving forward intentionally. Joyce Meyer talks about living boldly all the time, and I love that she has taught me this. She says, you can live in pity or you can live powerfully. The verse 2 Timothy 1.7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but a power, love, and self-discipline. Another amazing promise. And it starts in our head and how we own our thoughts. As we read the Bible, we really do gain an understanding of um, how to apply this. It's an instructional book, The Living Word of God. We are not living in God's truths if we're not learning them. Truth is what should be replaced when our head goes haywire. Do you know there's 8,810 promises in the Bible? And the more you spend time in the Bible, the more you can replace those thoughts with God's promises. I know I've talked about this many times, but my index card system I think works great and you take an index card you put the subject say condemnation on the top and I call it word of the week study that word for a week and you then can go back and and you put the verses on on these index cards you can read them when you start your struggle with whatever I mean I have condemnation I have the love of God I have forgiveness so there's so very many subjects you'll never run out of subjects to to work on. And you know, God's word is as applicable today as it was thousands of years ago. Hebrews 4.12 says, for the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to divide soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart to me, this may be one of the most powerful verses in the Bible. Mark Batterson is the author of one of my favorite books called Draw the Circle. He is also a pastor of National Community Church in Washington, DC. In this book, page 60, he looks at the verse 2 Corinthians 10:5, which we mentioned earlier. And the whole verse goes, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Mark says, growing up, I constantly heard that this verse, taking captive sinful thoughts and making them obedient to Christ, and that is half the battle. But if we see only the negative implication and not the positive possibility, it becomes a half-truth. This verse is not just about capturing sinful thoughts and getting them out of our mind. It is also about capturing creative thoughts and keeping them in our mind. It means stewarding every word, thought, impression, and revelation inspired by the Spirit of God. The first half is taking captive every thought. One of the best ways to capture thoughts is a prayer journal. I totally agree. The second half is making it 
obedient to Christ, and that requires blood, sweat, and tears. He says, never underestimate the power of a single prayer. And a few weeks ago, I just so happened to catch National Community Church message by Mark's co-pastor, Rob, Resiliency Anointing. And a portion really stood out to me, and I will be paraphrasing. So he says, taking the narrative that altered your life and change the thought process, break it down, each little piece. Try to see your circumstances through God's eyes in the truth of Jesus and own your story. Don't be a victim. And he says something that, and this is verbatim, this is the question. Who knows what God will do, right? What he will use your circumstances, that, that thing that changed your life, the struggles we went through, who knows what God will do. So awesome. And it's so true. I've seen it. I've lived it. I've been through so much stuff in my life like you. And I have been able to use it. And amen to that beauty from ashes. So the link to that message will be in the notes. A great verse to accompany that message is found in Matthew 19, 26. With man, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. And that is by the grace of God, isn't it? I found a quote by... Susie Kassam, telling the truth to yourself is integrity. Telling the truth to others is honesty. Telling the truth with no fear or intimidation is bravery. And being free from falsehood is purity. That's amazing. And it is our vulnerable moments that allow us to live in deep connection to others. Being present, living in truth, not living in our head, owning our story forgiving fully others and ourselves, living in gratitude and loving each other well. I pray you will rest in God's grace and mercy. Amen. In the notes, there will be links to our worship song this week, Too Good Not to Believe by Brandon Lake and Pastor Rob's message from National Community Church. If you have a prayer request, please email me at comfortbites at gmail.com so I can pray for you specifically. And thank you, as always, for your time with me today. I truly appreciate it. God bless you. Mm-hmm.